The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! <laughs> you think he's gone? He's not gone! That's the whole point! He's never gone! Is this some radical new therapy? You see? <laughs> well, I mustn't have been paying attention. When you were just talking to me Do you think that you could repeat the question And I listen more attentively There must have been something In all of that nothing That wasn't quite so easy to see And I must have missed something When you were just talking to me Maybe. Can you pull me up a little bit? That would be great. Sure. We forgot to do our off-air test. There we go. voice is totally gone today. Everybody do the Bapa Paz. You in the red car, I didn't hear you. Fail. Epic failure. I didn't even hear Lisa Williams on that one. Lisa. I told you it was hot. I think she said piping lava hot. I said it's like lava. Please be careful. Did warn you. I did. I swear. There's water there as well. Alrighty, let's get this show on the road, shall we? Hi, how you doing? My name is Tom Duggan, I think. I don't even know anymore. I'm so tired. Here at the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, it's up. Two Guys Smoke Shop at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Uh, we, we have our, our, our annual, and we it's, it's supposed to be annual, but because of the COVID hysteria, we haven't had a bash in three years. So for two, the last two years, we didn't have a bash, and I was actually convinced last year we were going to be able to do it, but I was the only one that was vent- adventurous enough to think that. Yeah. And uh, I announced on the show that we were going to try and have a bash, and then I got a phone call from the venue saying, you're not so fast. So this year, we are having our annual... Our 18th anniversary Valley Patriot Bash, it's Friday night this week, and I know a lot of people are just now starting to find out about it, weirdly enough, and I found out this morning why, it's because I'm shadow banned on Facebook, so all of, my, all of my posts are down at the bottom of everybody's Facebook feed, because I, because I shared a meme about the gas prices being too high because of Joe Biden. And Facebook tagged it as misinformation because it's really Putin's fault. It's Putin. It's not him. It's not Biden. He didn't do anything wrong. He's the best. 
So, of course, because Facebook is in the tank for one political party, all of my posts are being pushed to the bottom of everybody's news feed. So this morning I had four or five people who called me on the phone or texted me and said, I had no idea your bash was coming up. I haven't been seeing your posts, but I just saw it this morning. How do I get tickets? We, you can get tickets at the door, but they're $45 at the door. If you get them in advance, they're 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. We can still have somebody drive to your house or come to your work or meet you somewhere and get you tickets in advance if you'd like. We've got about 15 volunteers. They're all out today. They were up at 6 o'clock this morning while I was sleeping. I was just climbing into bed. And they were running around picking up raffle items, getting, you know, getting tickets into people's hands, picking up checks, um, doing some last-minute stuff. Um, picking up some of the baskets for the raffles. So we're going to go over some of that today, but I'm not going to spend the whole show on the bash because Friday we have a bash. Yeah. And we have Lisa Williams from AFC Urgic here, here to talk about, she put something in front of me, but it's gone, um, to talk about something. So we'll, 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 get, to, we'll get to her <laughs> in, a, in a second. Before I get to the bash update, very exciting Tuesday night. We, we, we piled about 50 people into City Hall from TMF. TMF is the movement family it's a bunch of volunteer kids, and when I say kids, I mean late teens, early 20s. Some of them have no food at home themselves, and yet every Wednesday night they go out and they get donations for food and they help the homeless. And four years ago, uh, the Lawrence mayor at the time, who I'm not going to savage because we're working with him on another project now, so we're, we've kind of let bygones be bygones. I'm so proud of you. But I, it's so hard. I'm it's, so proud it's of you. It's so fucking hard. You have, you have no at, idea. Look at the progress you've made. But the previous mayor in Lawrence threw TMF out of the bus station because, it, in his words, he didn't like the fact that we were doing it downtown where everybody could see it, and it made the, he quote, made the city look bad. Well, we have a new sheriff in town. Lawrence Mayor Brian DePina. Promises made, promises kept. Brian DePina turned out to be the mayor we thought Neil Perry was going to be. And hey. I'm, I'm just saying, oh. look, he's just a different guy than we thought he was going to be. That's all. Oh. He's just a different... I'm not attacking him. Don't no attack And I'm going to try very hard not to attack him with the bash, mm-hmm. although it's going to be very hard, but I'm going to. <clears throat> Only because he committed to coming, and he committed to doing a scholarship for his mom, and he did it on the air, and I said to him that day, there's going to come a day when you and I politically may not be getting along. Oh, you're still promising that you're going to come and do this even if we're not politically getting along. And he pointed to me on the air and said, you have my word, my word is my bond, and he's not doing it. So I'm going to try not to attack him tomorrow night, but I do have a couple of jokes about Neil uh, because I'm kind of over it now. And um, Okay, and, move on. Go, and, let's go. So anyway, TMF at the bus stop. <laughs> let's keep moving. <laughs> right. T- TMF is going to go back to the Buckley garage, and it's so important because in the last four years, TMF has continued to service the homeless on Wednesday nights and sometimes throughout the week. Uh, but we do it on an empty lot with no overhang. So when it snows or it rains, it snows and rains on the food. It snows and it rains on the paper plates. It makes it really difficult, especially given that these homeless people are walking a mile or so from wherever their tents are or wherever they're living to come to this, to come to this Wednesday night dinner. And then they've got to walk through the rain or the snow to get back to where they're going. So when they get there, the, the one thing we, did, we don't want is for them to have to eat in the rain, eat in the snow. And um, so Brian DePena called me the day after he got elected. He called me to thank me for my support and said, I know TMF is very important to you. He said, I supported you staying at the bus station. I want you to come up to my office this afternoon. We're going to talk about a plan to put TMF back in the, at the Buckley garage so they have an overhang so the homeless people can eat and they're not getting rained on and they're not getting snowed on. So it took about four months to get this done. And the Lawrence City Council uh, took up the measure 
on Tuesday, and the vote was 7-1 to one, uh, in favor of them going back temporarily because they can't give permanent they can't give a, they can't give us permanent permit to be there. So it's going to be a temporary permit, and every so many months we're going to have to go back. We're going to have to get renewed, which is fine. I do want to say this. Can I ask a question? Yes. Is there, so this is like, it's at the bus station, right? It's, yes, pull yeah, that mic yeah. a little closer oh, okay. to you. Um, is there any way the city can like have some sort of like designated area besides that? Yeah, we're, we're working on a whole yeah. bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that, that is being worked on is a possibly getting a building in yeah, the city. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And, um, and that's one of the reasons why I'm not attacking the previous mayor of Lawrence because he's in charge of that funding. Yep. So we're working with well, him. that's really nice. Right. Yeah, so he, positive. even though he's the one that threw them out of the bus stop and he was kind of hostile toward us now that he's got a new job, he, he's, he's at least open to and interested in helping us get a building so that they're not outside. Yeah. Building so, would be fabulous. So the, 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 by the way, the bash, we consider the bash, not to transition over, but uh, we consider the bash a night of amnesty. So it doesn't matter if you politically hate me, if you politically hate someone at the Valley Patriot, if you don't like me personally, a lot of people are willing to put their egos aside and come anyway to help us with scholarships, to help us to honor veterans, police officers, and firefighters. And in that vein, I'm certainly willing to work with Dan Rivera to help the homeless, even given our past. I'm perfectly willing to put that aside because to me, it's not about personalities. It doesn't matter who I like or who I don't like. It matters what we're getting done in the community. So if Dan Rivera even shows up tomorrow night, I'll give him a microphone and let him come and, and, and let him say whatever he wants to say um, because it's, it's, it's not personal. I've always liked Dan. In fact, I campaigned for him the two times that he ran. Um, the TMF kids were very excited, but I do want to say one thing. There was a lot of people who were very unhappy with Mark LaPlante, and they were coming over to me. They were bad-mouthing Mark. Why is he against us? Why did he vote no? And I'm going to say this. Mark is a hero in the community. Mark does more for veterans in the city of Lawrence than anybody I've ever met in my life. He is an excellent city councilor. He cares an awful lot about the city. He just disagrees with TMF being at that location. He's not against TMF, and he's not against the homeless. And I've known Mark now for, God, at least 35 years. And I've never seen Mark... Uh, do anything that he thought would be harmful to the community. Maybe you just want a better location. So he, he I, think what he, I think we had a conversation the other day, and I think I understand what it is that his objection is and what he's looking for. And I'm certainly willing to work with him to accommodate. Yeah. Because it's really, to me, it's all about trying to get the services to the people who need it in a city like Lawrence, where, the, almost, where almost the entire city council is Democrat, the mayor is a Democrat, all their state reps are Democrats. All their state senators are Democrats. Both their U.S. senators are Democrats. And both their congressmen are Democrats. And every single one of these individuals comes into Lawrence at election time, campaigns that they care about the poor and the downtrodden, they get back in their car and go back to their community, and the best that we can, we can get out of them is some kind of a $1,000 grant once in a while for Daybreak Homeless Shelter. It's not enough. And these TMF kids were... were looking at the homeless problem and saying, why are people having meetings about meetings? We're never going to solve the overall homeless problem. Everybody's having meetings about solving the overall problem. That's never going to happen. So they just decided, hey, why don't we just get some sandwiches and go feed them? Why don't we just go get some blankets and bring it to the homeless? Why don't we just feed them today? And I tried to beat that into the council when I spoke on Tuesday that, you know, having meetings about solving the overall problem is never going to get anywhere what we need to be doing is serving the immediate needs of people who need it right now. And TMF has done that. And I want to say to Michael Plant, he, he is going to be recognized in the room. And I hope everyone at TMF who watches this, and I know they all do, including the homeless, 
I know they all watch this, this podcast. Please do not be mean to Mark LaPlante. He just has a different view. And we have to respect people who have different views than we do. And he's a good guy. And he will help TMF down the road doing other things. He just disagrees with the location. All right. So there's that. Now, let's get to our bash totals. We have, we are giving out seven scholarships to eight students on Friday night. And uh, you have the totals up. I'm going to pull the totals up so I can read them on my screen because I can't see that. Here's where we are, folks. Now, I don't know if you remember four weeks ago when we came in with our first tote board. That total was $8,900-something, if I remember correctly, Cressy, right? Yeah. Here we are five weeks later. $32,145 for our scholarships. I'm shocked beyond shocked that we are where we are, mm-hmm. especially given that we added a scholarship a week and a half ago. We added a special needs scholarship, and that special needs scholarship, after only a week, is now in second place for, for raising funds for Cassie Bonanno's scholarship. So here's what we've got. Lawrence High Jr. ROTC scholarship going to Katerin Euclid, who was interviewed by Kane, our, uh, our canine reporter, mm-hmm. went to Lawrence High School last week and interviewed her for his column in the next Valley Patriot. So that's going to be – and he's coming, by the way. Kane called, and he said, woof. Oh. And then he said he wanted to do the presentation and present Cassie with her, Aww. her scholarship award. So we're going we're gonna to let him do that. Um, the Greater Lawrence Tech uh, scholarship every year, by the way. Um, this is something that was spearheaded by Lawrence City Council Jessica Finicaro, who has not spoken to me in two years, and I haven't spoken to her in two years. And yet, when we get ready to start the bash, I picked up the phone and called her. For the first time in two years, she took my call. She said, I know why you're calling. I'm in for the bash. When I give my word, I keep my word. I said, at least there's one person in Methuen that does that. Thank you, Jessica. Awesome. She said, what do you need Hi, from Jessica. me? Hi, Jessica. She said, what do you need from me? What do you want me to do? I said, I need you to go. I want you to vet the kids at the high school that apply. I want you to pick the kid. And I want That's you, and, so and, hard. And it, she did a lot. And believe, she puts oh. these kids through like a triathlon to really? get this. Oh, yeah. She makes them write essays. Like some, really? Some people get the award just because like we look through their resumes and we find someone that we really kind of like. Jessica makes them like run a triathlon, write essays. She calls all their... All their Jessica's legit. All their, she is. She's so good at what she does. So I'm so happy that even though we weren't speaking politically because we were disagreeing on the Perry stuff, um, that Jessica picked up the phone right away, said, I'm in, whatever you need me to do. A few times I've called her back and said, can we change this? Can we change that? Tom, no problem. So thank you, Jessica, for, for being the person that other people pretend to be in Bethune politics. Let it go. Right? I love you, but let it No, go. but I'm just saying there's a lot of other people in politics who always say they're going to help, and then when it comes time to help, they're not there. Jessica is, and so we want to make sure that we thank her. Haverhill High School, the Michelle DeLuca Benedetti Scholarship. Uh, this was started by my friend Ken DeLuca. His sister, Michelle, passed away a few years ago. We knew Michelle growing up. Um, she hung around. In fact, she dated my friend Dave Abdu, whom I didn't know, but he was here last week, and he said that, and I was a little surprised. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, but she passed away, and he started this. her brother, Ken, started this scholarship. He donated $1,000. He's also donated a few hundred since then, so he's given more than 1000 for this scholarship. Um, and this is going to go to Maxwell Bork from Haverhill High School. This is a kid who was picked by Scott Wood of the Haverhill School, Haverhill School Committee. I know Scott. So I called. You know Scott? He's a good kid. Yeah, I grew up with him. Did you really? Yeah, great. So I've known him since the first time he ran, maybe about 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And um, I called him the year that he was running. He was like 12. He was like 13. I was, I literally, he was like 18 years old when he ran, I think. Really? And I called him and I said, I ran when I was 18. And I admire what you're doing. 
Let me help you with your campaign. Let me give you some advice, whatever I can do to help you. He's been a friend ever since. And every year I call him and say, can you find me a kid from Haverhill High School? And can you find me a kid from Whittier? These are the requirements. Now, for the Haverhill scholarship, the kid has to be going into public safety or into um, uh, drug interdiction. Because that's what Michelle was doing when she passed away. Uh-huh. She, was, she was helping with drug interdiction and doing that kind of stuff. So he found us a kid named Max Bork. And surprise, surprise, I've got the Boxford police chief, Jim Ryder, is in my office one afternoon. And while he's there, Scott sends me Max's picture and his name and said, this is the kid that we picked. And I posted it online. And Jim Ryder, who's sitting across from me, looks at his phone and went, Maxwell Bork, how did you pick him? I said, Scott Wood just picked him. I just posted it five minutes ago. He goes, that's my girlfriend's kid. Oh, you're kidding. I was like, get the hell out of here. So anybody in the room who goes, oh, that kid got a scholarship because Tom knows his dad, I didn't even pick the kid. Scott Wood picked the kid. And he also picked the Whittier High School uh, kid. Uh, and I call them kids. They're young adults. So, uh, by the way, the Haverhill High Scholarship's at 4200 The Whittier Scholarship, this is our lowest one, 3575 We'd like people who have gone to the Vogue, whose kids have gone to the Vogue, please kick in something, even if it's $10. It would break my heart to walk into the room Friday night and not give at least $4,000 to this student. She really deserves it. And by the way, all these kids' bios are on the Valley Patriot website if you go to valleypatriot.com. The Methuen High Studio 21 Podcast Cafe started because uh, we announced five weeks ago that we're going to do the bash. And Dave Garafalo, the owner of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, where we're broadcasting from, also owner of Two Guys Smoke Shop, uh, came to me after the show, handed me a check for $2,100, and said, I want to start a new scholarship for a kid going into communications. So I called my spirit animal, Janet Dinatale, whom I, who I love to death. And I told her what happened, and I said, the only thing we don't have on our program is a kid from Methuen High School. So if, we can, so if we can find a kid from Methuen High School that's going into communications, I'd love that kid to get this scholarship. So now we've got Haverhill, Groveland, Lawrence, Methuen, Andover, and North Andover all being represented by these scholarships. The entire Merrimack Valley. And, and that makes me thrilled beyond belief. So the Whittier Scholarship kid, Grace Parsons, is, um, is a really nice kid. And she's, uh, her scholarship is at 3575 We want to get that up to at least this four. This is so can. much money. I'm so impressed because I'm a mother who this year had four kids in college. Ooh. Right? That's two mortgages right Ugh. there. I right? have two graduating this year. Thank wow. God. But Hopefully they're not taking anything like useless like gender studies or anything like that. Hopefully they're taking no, something no, they, can, no. but, but they can actually get a job doing when they get but out. But I have, I have one furthering her education. I'm like, you don't need to. Just mm-hmm. get a job. I just need you to get a job. Right? right? So, uh, by the way, before we go any further, the Greater Lawrence Tech Scholarship, it's two twins are going to be getting that scholarship, the 4570. It was number two up on the list. Um, both of those kids are going into, one's going into dental assistant and one's going into be a medical assistant. And that's the scholarship that Lisa Williams and AFC Urgent Care donated $1,000 to. So I want to thank you for doing that. And here's what I was thinking. You don't have to say yes on the air. Sure, just, yeah. just think about it. Yeah. What I was thinking is we're going to have you get up and, and do the presentation to the, to the Vogue kids. Yep. And if you're interested, maybe offer them an uh, internship 
Love when to. when they when they are when they get like their work they need work study credit to finish their degree. Love to. And that way we can keep these kids in the Valley Patriot family and maybe mm-hmm. next year we can have them come and present this scholarship to the next kid. I would that would be amazing. Wouldn't that be nice? I would love to do yeah. that. Yes. So uh, let's pull those totals back up if you don't I'm mind. So excited about this. Listen, we have so much going on that people are gonna so it's gonna take people a week to process what we've done after we're done this 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 bash. And this is why we do the bash. We do it all in one night. So now we're at the uh, the the Methuen High Studio Twenty One Podcast Cafe Scholarship, three thousand seven seventy five. The Dan Cody Memorial Scholarship. Remind me to go back to Haverhill when I'm done. Yeah. Uh, the Dan Cody Memorial Scholarship was started by a friend of mine, Al Velo. He wasn't a friend at the beginning. He was this guy that just showed up at my office one day four years ago, and he said, "I, I don't know if you know me. We kind of know each other on Facebook, but Dan Cody passed away last week, and I know your bash is Friday. I know you don't have a lot of time, but what I'd like to do is I'd like to give you a thousand dollars." And I'd like you to pick a kid that's going that graduated from the Thompson School in North Andover. Thompson School. Yep, oh, where my kids went. My kids right, did my kids too. went there. Oh. And he said, and I want that because in four years, Dan Cody's oldest son, who goes to Thompson now, will be graduating high school. Shut up. And I'm hoping that we can keep this scholarship going every year, so that when Dan's kids graduate, we'll have some money to give to him for, for college in his dad's name. This year, that's going to happen. Patrick Cody is going to get the Dan Cody Memorial Scholarship. And if you look at that, those numbers, that's why the number is 7,760. Because when we announced that this is going to go to Dan's son, we got, we got donations from Sheehan's Towing, Martino's Towing, Trombley Towing, all the towing companies that felt that when Dan was killed because it could have been any one of them. Oh, yeah. He was hit by a drunk driver on so 495. Tragic. They all kicked in Valley Towing on Merrimack Street. They all kicked in something for this scholarship, as well as friends and family of the student, as well as people who didn't even know Dan but were affected by the tragedy. So that's at seven thousand seven hundred and sixty dollars. I think I, I'm I'm positive. I know I don't have to look this up. I'm pretty positive that's the most we've ever given for a scholarship ever in the eighteen years we've been doing this. And then we have the special needs scholarship which is going to Cassie Bonanno. And I'm going to tell you this because I know that Karen Glendai is working today and she's not watching this. So there's a guy named Phil Glendai. He was a teacher at Lawrence High School. He brought the Special Olympics to Lawrence High School about 15 years ago. And every year after that, he coordinated doing the Special Olympics at the Veterans Memorial Stadium in Lawrence for all the special needs kids, people, adults in the Merrimack Valley. You're kidding. And he would call me. One of the few people who would call me to tell me something's going on so I can go cover it. Usually people say afterwards, hey, how come you didn't come to my event? And I go, well, you didn't tell me. Like, call me and let me know next time. Phil would call me every year and say, next week on whatever day, we're going to do the the, um, Special Olympics. And we would go down and film it. We'd go live on Facebook. We'd take pictures. We'd put it in the paper. Well, Phil passed away. And so I was thinking when we started this special needs scholarship that what we should be doing, we're going to announce it in, in the room that night, that this special needs scholarship is going to be named the Phil Glendine Special Needs Scholarship from now on. And his sister Karen is coming. She doesn't know this. His sister Karen comes because she comes every year because she's a member of the Lawrence High Alumni and she loves us. We're going to have her get up and present the check to the kid, uh, to the special needs kid getting the scholarship. And we're going to announce in the room that we're going to name this Phil Glendine. We're going to have a nice little special thing in the paper for her. Uh, for him in the next Valley Patriot. Now, I do want to go back to one thing before we get to Lisa. So let's go back to the to the Haverhill High <laughs> Michelle DeLuca Benedetti Scholarship. We had a guest here on the show about a year and a half ago, Jerry Flynn. He's the president of the New England Police Benevolent Association. He's probably the most 
He's probably the most powerful police union president in the country. And I'm going to take the word probably out. He is the most powerful uh, police union president in the country. There is nothing that guy can't get for his people. And I've worked with him over the years on a number of things, especially scholarships for police officers, uh, kids who have been killed in the line of duty. And he called me a week ago, and we were lamenting about the fact that we lost Dan Strange. Dan Strange uh, used to um, come to this bash every year, former law enforcement, one of the nicest guys in the world. And he is a guy that would always show up in the room at the bash and hand me a check for 1000 or 2000 and say, give it to the kid that you think deserves it the most. He also helped us book guests. He also helped us get some hero police officers for the Officer Tom Duggan Award, and he passed away. So in his name, the New England Police Benevolent Association, thanks to Jerry Flynn, donated the first ever Dan Strange Scholarship and added that into the Michelle DeLuca Benedetti Scholarship because our Haverhill High School kid is going to be a police officer. He's going into criminal justice. So Maxwell Bork from Haverhill High School is going to get the Michelle DeLuca Benedetti Scholarship, and, and we added that into the number, so it's not an additional 1,000. It's 1,000. That number's included up there in the, in, on the tote board. Um, he's going to get the Michelle DeLuca Benedetti Scholarship, and he's also going to get the Dan Strange Memorial Scholarship from the New England Police Benevolent Association. And when you add all of that up, it comes to $32,145, and I think that's pretty amazing. And what I don't want is I don't want people saying, wow, Tom, you're a really good guy for doing that because I haven't donated a dollar yet, all right? I will, do, I will donate something in the room. We may take money from the 50-50. We may take door money, but we will, I will donate something in the room. But all, if you add all of this up, this $32,145, not $1 that came from me. So please don't thank me. I'm only the guy that organizes this. I'm the one that calls elected officials and threatens to write mean things about them if they don't give money to our scholarship kids. No, you don't. No, I don't do that. Although there was one that I had to. Um, I, I don't want to say uh, which relative of someone on stage that might have been. No, I'm, just, I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Relax, relax. But I'm only the guy that oh like calls gosh. people and says, hey, this is what we're doing. Would you like to give? I'm the guy that posts it on Facebook. But it's you guys. It's the people who watch this show, the people who follow me on Facebook, the people who read the Valley Patriot, who have kicked the money in. And some people have made a $10 donation and then wrote me a one-page email saying that they're sorry that they couldn't give more and then telling me their personal circumstances as to why they couldn't give more. Those, those checks mean just as much to me as the $1,000 that we're getting from people like Lisa. I, and, I, and, I, and, and I don't want to minimize anybody's donation. Every drop in the bucket, every penny that gets donated is very much appreciated, and it's because of you guys, not because of me. Again, I'm the spoke in the middle of the wheel who's pulling people together that don't know each other to make this happen, but the real thanks goes to the people who have stepped up to the plate, like Mike Gagliotti from the Laborers Union Local 175 gave us another $1,000 this year. Every single year, he gives us at least 1000 Lisa Williams here gave us 1000 Every single year, she gives us at least 1000 Ronnie Marsan, former uh, city councilor in the city of Methuen, gave us $1,000 for our vocational kids. So it, it's, it's all of these people who are, who are coming together. They're going to be in the room that night. They're giving money. And you have people like Joe at Butter Bings, John at Butter Bings, who called this morning and said, hey, I've got a gift certificate for your raffle. We're going to you know, give some free pizzas coupons or something for your raffle. They are very generous. I, and they are very generous. And so you know, even if you didn't contribute monetarily, if you gave a gift card for the raffle, if you donated um, 
Steve Buco from Buco Liquors, North End of Wine and Spirits, give us six bottles of vintage French wine. And those are pretty expensive. So we may not even raffle those. We might auction those depending on – we have to look up how much they're actually worth so we can figure out what to do with those. Everybody who contributed, everybody who nominated an award recipient, everybody who nominated a kid to get a scholarship – are all going to be in one room, some of whom don't like each other, some of whom don't like me, I'll tell you right now. There's two people that I'm going to be honoring in the room that night who the day after the bash won't say hi to me if I run into them at Dunkin' Donuts. We don't get along. Really? We don't get along. We have different political views. We have different views on life. We've got personal history. But we're all putting our egos aside, and we're all putting our differences aside to say this is a night of amnesty. We're all trying, every single person who's involved in this event, including my bash committee, Maria Fiato, Brenda, Brenda Rossi, Nancy Gorman, Rich Russell, everybody who's involved with this is putting their personal feelings aside because there's somebody on the program they don't like, there's somebody who's involved that they may not get along with, and everybody's working together. This is exactly why we do the bash. To say because we can't have another Chris Rock incident. Well, well, right, 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 <laughs> right. And and what's going on in the rest of the country is people, so <laughs> family members, not talking to each other because one family member hated Trump and one family member loved Trump. Family members not talking to each other because one person's for abortion and the other person's against abortion. Lifelong friends who no longer speak to each other because one person thinks that masks should have been mandated and one person doesn't. And what we're trying to do at the local level is show that that national narrative is bullshit. That yes, that does go on and it has been going on, but it needs to stop and it's not going on here. And here in the Merrimack Valley, we want to be the example for the rest of the country as to how to get shit done. How to get, how to get services to people who need them, who are homeless, who are addicted. How to help kids who need money for college get that money and get to college. How to help hero police officers and firefighters who have not been recognized for their heroic deeds because they don't fit with the political culture and get them into a room and give them an award and make sure that they know and their family knows we appreciate their sacrifice. That's what this bash is all about. And I've never been more proud. We've been doing this 18 years. I've never been more proud than I've been this week to watch these numbers come from people like, again, there's a couple of politicians that we've almost come to blows like physically who have called me on the phone and said we can go back to hating each other later on, but I want to buy a table. And so because they're coming, I'm going to give them a microphone and I'm going to let them come up and say a few words if they want. Because we need to show these kids that are getting these scholarships, that are going into college, not to listen to their professors, not to listen to the naysayers and the haters. That you can, you can politically disagree, you can even personally disagree, you can even personally dislike each other and still work together to do something good. And, I love the message. And, 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 I love and, it. And that's what this is all about. So if you, if you walk away from Friday night with nothing else except for that, I consider it a win. Sitting with me is Lisa Williams. She is from AFC Urgent Care. She's been a sponsor for a long time and a friend for even longer. Um, You wanted to come. You wanted to talk about you have this idea as to how we can help some of the new immigrants coming to the Merrimack Valley and how to help them get health services. And you came up with this idea about maybe like a health fix. Can you talk a little about like what your idea is? We'll kick it around and see if we can make it happen. Well, when we first opened uh, 2012, 2013, 2014, we actually did immigration physicals. Okay. Oh, people, yeah. Um, Just pull the mic a little closer because oh. we're not hearing you. Um, and thank, then you, we, thank you for the coffee, by the way, Chrissy. This is really helping. It I'm is, literally on it three hours. La- it is lava hot. I, I'm yeah. literally on three hours sleep the yes, last two days. So um, We stopped doing them. Um, and we, you know, for a while, people weren't able to 
<laughs> make that happen. So we actually mostly did. because of the COVID hysteria, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, a lot of COVID hysteria. So we we just started back up doing them again. Um, I think last month we did like sixty nice. throughout like all four of our locations. And how does this work now? Do you reach out to them? Do they come to you? They, they basically they just they just call the center. They book the appointment. It's just basically a, lo- a lot of titers, a lot of blood draws, and then the. Um, the physician just performs a physical. Mm -hmm. But, you know, with everything that we do in the community, if there's anybody of need, we can definitely help them out with that because they are are expensive Mm -hmm. because of just all the vaccines that are needed. But, Mm -hmm. you know, we're definitely willing to help out people that, you know, that it that can be a challenge for right. Well, I mean, people who are just coming here, hopefully legally, mm-hmm. but people who are coming here, however, they, however they got here, they're here. Yeah, they may have health needs. Yeah, and maybe because of their immigration status, they might be afraid to go to the hospital. Maybe they can they can come to AFC Orange County. They don't have to worry about it. Yeah, yeah, we can definitely help out. There's there's services there that we can help them out with. So tell them, my information is there. Tell them to give me a call. Okay, excellent. Well, yep. thanks for coming. I appreciate yeah. it. Good night. Thanks. thanks. <laughs> How did you, st- you know, I didn't ask you this the last time you were here and I was thinking about it on the way home. How did you get the idea to start an urgent care? Like of all the businesses that I would think in my head that I might want to start, that would not probably be on my list. What made you think about, were you in the health field before this? So you- um, my husband was actually a benefits consultant and I've always worked in, I was a teacher, but I was working in healthcare and his friend actually opened up uh, an AFC urgent care in Springfield and North Andover was a really good location. Um, and it is, instead of going to the emergency room, it is a fraction of the cost to go to and a ur- fraction of the time. I, right, I've literally been, fraction of the cost, fraction of the time. I've yeah. been, I've been to AFC twice yeah. for an emergency. One was because I had an abscessed tooth. Yeah. Now I know you don't have a dentist on staff No. and I knew that going in. You cannot prescribe narcotics. Right? How, however, <laughs> I did go in and they did give me a prescription for something that would kill the pain. I know yep. it wasn't a narcotic, but it worked. That's all I cared about. Because it was a Sunday, and it was a Sunday of a four-day weekend. So I wasn't going to be able to see a dentist for at least 48 hours. Right. And I was in so much pain, I couldn't even think. Like, you know, when you get that, yeah. when that pain just hits. And I thought, oh, my God, I, I can't go to the hospital and wait five hours to be seen. I need pain medication, like, now. Right. Went to AFC, walked in. I just walked in on, in North Andover. There were two people waiting. In under 10 minutes, I was seeing a doctor. And 10 minutes after that, I was at CVS getting my prescription. I think it was like a prescription strength ibuprofen or yeah. something, whatever he gave me. And in under an hour, I had no pain. And I could actually like function for the day. And uh, the second time that I went, I went into the Methuen office. And I had a, I had a problem. I had a, an embarrassing problem. And I went in and said, I have kind of an embarrassing problem. And she said, don't worry about it. You're all set. And in under 15 minutes, I was in, I was out, and my problem was solved. Yeah. Now, you go to Holy Family, Lawrence General, yeah. Whittier, any, any other hospital, and you're, and you're waiting at least an hour or more. And just not to have to have the wait was enough for me. Yeah. And it's, it is, again, a fraction of the – I had to go – I had to go to the ER, and I, I don't even want to tell you what my bill was. <laughs> it, was it was thousands. Yeah. It was thousands. Yep. Yep. So a lot of people have high deductibles, um, and sometimes you have to pay, you know, you do have a, a bill for that, and it is it is generally a, f- a fraction of that. Right. So we have x-ray there. Now we can do just about, now that COVID is over, no, oh, I shouldn't say that. Now that you the say. numbers are significantly declined. 
<laughs> we're calling the bash on Friday the official start of the return to normal. Yeah. Because there is no new normal. No, there isn't. The, because the, there is there is a new variant, and there will always be another variant, right. and it will always, you know. Um, but every variant's going to be weaker than the original, yeah, right. right? Because it's a spinoff, so mm-hmm. it, it it waters itself down as as the as each variant right. goes, and eventually it'll just be like the flu. And we don't. And, but now we see more sick patients. We right. cover for a lot of physicians, and so. If they can't handle the patients that they have, they come to us. And now we're actually, which my providers are psyched because they're actually seeing, they're doing lacerations. We have x-rays, um, cough, cold, flu, you know, back to what it was before. Mm-hmm. And that's what people actually went to school for, not just strictly, you know, COVID patients. Right. But the overlapping symptoms of so many things is actually COVID. So... You know, the protocol will be, you know, to give you some sort of like rapid, you know, COVID Great. test when you walk in, if it is an... Uh, I'm, still, I'm still thrilled that AFC managed to not go out of business during COVID because a lot of businesses, including a lot of urgent cares, mm-hmm. were going out of business because they couldn't handle the volume and they also couldn't get their hands on the vaccines or the stuff that they it needed. Was, a lot of it was staffing. Yeah, and but you survived, like we, as we, we survived. We survived. Yeah. I... D- I, I did um, take on a partner, and he has Swamp Scott and um, Beverly, which is great because a lot of it is you you needed supplies, right. supplies and staffing. And which, I've talked to Zako on the phone a few times. He, he's lovely. He's, he seems like a really good guy. Yeah, he's great. Now, I don't know what his sense of humor is because I've got kind of a bizarre sense of humor. <laughs> he's funny. So hopefully he's he's coming to the bash. Hopefully he's going to laugh. Is. Yeah, he's going to laugh when I yeah. He's um, but his Beverly location was one of the top locations in the nation. Mm-hmm. Um, demographics and also just need, you mm-hmm. know, like we people around here. There's a, a lot of different choices that people have, sure. but uh, yeah, he ran a, an amazing operation. And if someone comes to AFC Urgent Care and they've got something that is beyond what you can treat, something yeah. serious, like yeah. somebody they don't realize that they've had a heart attack, but they they have problems. Happens, they go to you. Happens all the time. You guys call an ambulance right away. I, I was listening to the scanner yeah. one day and I heard them say. Please go to AFC Urgent Care. We're yep. transporting one person to the hospital. Yep. And I thought, wow, they even do that. Like, they don't say, okay, you have to go to the hospital. No, you guys call an ambulance and you get them to the hospital. Oh, yeah. Like, as soon as, like, you know, there's, you know, treatment protocol. So, it was, if you walk in and you have, you know, you walk in and it says, like, I have chest pain. Well, that is like a, okay, <laughs> we're going to bring you back here, <laughs> you know. Right. Right. The doctor will do, like, a quick assessment as we, you know, dial 911 for the ambulance. Now, I know your husband is coming yes he's very excited can we ditch him for the after party though i want i want you to be my date at the after party at least the first after party the second after party all bets are off wow no it's aggressive no tom told me i had to ask you first so that's why i asked no i'm just kidding um lisa williams from afc urgent care i always love having you here uh, I, don't I have to say that I actually agreed with 35% of what you <laughs> said today. And that's a record, ladies and gentlemen. That's a record. It's, it's usually five. That's a record. I mean, 30 minutes was talking you about You know what? Just numbers, for so. you, just for you, because you asked me off the air, just for you, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything about the Methuen Mayor at the back. Really? Just for oh, you. Oh, thank you. And it's only because I love you and Tom yeah. and Zaka and yeah. everybody at AFC. And you know what? And I don't it makes think, me feel like uncomfortable. I get anxious. No, I, I, I get it. I get it. Um, and, and you know what? And, and I don't thank you guys enough for sponsoring this show and, and keeping your ads running in the Valley Patriot because having people that I know are going to be continued advertisers every month helps us to be able to plan our bills for the, you know, for the upcoming month or two. Mm-hmm. 
And so having, having that continued revenue and, and having you have faith in us to get you customers, uh, I, 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 it's very, very much appreciated by me, by my editors, and by my business partner, Santiago. Yeah, we do. I believe in what you do. I, I'm asked to sponsor a lot of things. We love to give back to the community. But one thing I love the most is that I know that if I'm going to give you something for a donation, you're going to give it directly to a kid. Right. No and, overhead. We don't take, any, we no, don't no, take no, anything but, off the top. But sometimes, you know, if I'm going to give money to whatever it is, and they tell me it's going to go to a kid, doesn't always mm-hmm. go directly mm-hmm. to the child. Well, look at all these um, Ukraine, um, these nonprofits that are on TV now every day saying, please give to us, we're helping Ukraine. Most of that money doesn't go to Ukraine. And by the way, if you give to the, the National Red Cross, I'm sorry, I didn't realize time's up. And by the way, if you give to the Red Cross for the Ukraine, mm-hmm. that money doesn't go to Ukraine. There's no segregated Ukraine fund. Whenever there's a disaster like a, a hurricane or an earthquake and people say, give to the Red Cross for that for earthquake relief, they don't have a special fund, like a special account right. for that earthquake relief. They put all of that money into their general fund. And some of that money, a lot of that money does not go where it's supposed to go. So I always say, if you're going to give to something, give local. Right. If you want to give to Ukraine, call like, call like the local like Ukrainian consulate. Ask right. them if they know a family that's in Ukraine. Find out where they are yeah. and send them the money directly. Right, right. Don't ever give to a nonprofit or a fund for something big like that. And always give locally if you can. All right, Chrissy is, is, uh, is going to kill me because I'm over time. Uh, you can wrap up Melvin Taylor. We'll thank our sponsors, which I forgot to do at the beginning. Um, AFC Urgent Care we, lo- we love you Lisa I, We really do Even if you stopped Advertising with me tomorrow I'd still love you forever For all the things You do for the community You're such a great person And your husband And Zaka You guys are such great people um, want to thank our sponsors McLennan Real Estate Century 21 Matt McLennan Donated the uh, scholarships Thank you Matt uh, AFC Urgent Care $1,000 Donation to our Great Alliance Vogue Ronnie Marsan, $1,000. Marsan and Sun Construction, $1,000 donation. EIS Investigation, $2,000 in donations to the Valley Patriot. Borelli's Deli, Tomo, and uh, Shaken Seafood. Now, Happy Crab is now Shaken Seafood. A free shout-out to Clear Path for Veterans New England, who will get half of our raffle money. A free shout-out to Sullivan Insurance. And, of course, Lazy River Products. I hope they bring some of their products to the bash, because I'm going to need some of that. That lazy road products and drinking is cannabis. I won't be doing that. I won't wouldn't be able to read the script. <laughs> you won't be able to read it. Melbourne Taylor will not be joining us tomorrow night, but he will be with us in spirit. And he does say that you got to go home. So go home. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.